People disgust me all the time. <laughs> anyway, yes, we're back with another APPC yes. music review um, of this album that came out six weeks ago, eight yeah. weeks ago. Which I'm now realising, looking at my notes, I should have quickly went on last night and updated the chart positions because these are probably wrong. But I would not worry about chart positions. No. I guarantee this went in as high as it's going to go and then slid out. Oh well. We'll get to that in a second. So, um, yeah, it's Trust in the Life Force of the Deep Mystery <gasps> by uh, Comet is Coming. Or oh, The Comet the is Comet, Coming. The Comet, yeah. But I keep calling that Comet is Coming. I, I, I ignore the uh, definitive article of most bands, apart from The The, because otherwise it would be weird. Yeah. The. The. <laughs> <coughs> no. There has to be a band called The, right? Well, I don't know. Let's have a good look. <laughs> so, what? The he- um, it's like, but is this is this erroneous? I don't know. Wet, wet, wet used to be called wet, wet, and added an extra one so they weren't confused with the the uh-huh. and Duran Duran. Um, nothing come up for a band called the. It's impossible to find. That's why they'd be the best band in the world, obviously. I can be the name of our band when we get our album in our 20 grand. Nice. <coughs> or it. What, ah. what are you going to be on it? Associate producer? Are you going to be like the dude who does the lights and fish? I want to be... Um, <laughs> I take my inspiration from Nine Inch Nails and I'm going to be the very well-miked tambourine. <laughs> yeah, that was a very well... Sorted. Yeah, that was very good. Yeah. There More we are. of that, please. I could also be the flautist... Because we'll never use flute, but I can always say them. It doesn't feature any of our tracks. Yeah, we've just not found a use for it yet, but he's he's there in case we need him. You're like uh, Linda McCartney's backing vocals. <laughs> she do that? Yeah. Ooh. Well, you know, she wrote, uh, she, she's not very, she used to be in Wings, right? She was the keyboard player in Wings. <laughs> okay, no, I did not know that. Oh. I don't know what she did, to be honest. Well, you know, she... Married Paul McCartney, uh, made vegetarian meals, and uh, put meat. In. <laughs> um, I don't think she did, but she did. Uh, there was a um, an instance for a while where they did find out there was actually meat products in her sausages. Yeah, but only lard. It was a scandal or something. But that's fine. She dies. What more do you want? <laughs> that's what she gets. <laughs> she get for fucking with me. Taken out by a rowdy vegetarian with a rowie. <laughs> you think it's vegetarian, but it's not. <laughs> You put meat. Meat is murdered. So I murdered. Oh shit! <laughs> Why? <laughs> but I didn't eat her, so that's fine. No, that's that's the opposite. <laughs> fine, right? You oh. know, if you if you only eat what you kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be fucking. That would be a subdivision of Tesco's, wouldn't it? Just people there. Uh, and you're in the paddock. Here's your knife. Go. I'll just skulk around within the shelves and jump out and murder someone. That would work too. Like you see them, can you see a, some person at Tesco's just drinking from a small brook, <laughs> and uh, suddenly there's a gunshot, and uh, through their neck you take them out one go. The fact that you have to enter a cage to get to the meat <laughs> aisle in Tesco's, <laughs> oh. like an airlock. Yeah. Like, oh no. Oh. oh. <sighs> So anyway, I'm Richard. And I'm Gareth. And uh, we're covering The Comet Is Coming, 
uh, trust in the life force of the deep mystery. The second studio album by the English band, released 15th March 2019 by Impulse Records. Indeed, it was. <laughs> the last professional thing I'll say. And it's remarkably hard to get hold of. Really? Yeah. Mm. Well, I got a copy of it, and there's a big sticker on it that says, One per customer! <laughs> so it's like, mm. okay, and there wasn't another one there, so you could buy two if you wanted, <laughs> so I don't even know why. Uh. <laughs> Unless, <coughs> sorry. Unless they only put them out one at a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. no, don't want anyone mm. carried away getting two. Um, yeah, Runtime, 46 minutes. That's very precise. But it's a good runtime, right? It is. It's yeah. not like um, similar. I mean, what would you just, like, as a, as, a, as a base, right? This is kind of one of those spacey, Kevin Spacey. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> in a box movies. That's a good turn. No, um... You know, uh, that, what is that guy? Sun Ra. It's that kind of vibe, you know. It's like, you know, back in the day, that's what, where you, you're thinking Kamasi Washington, right? Yes. Right. Well, that Kamasi, it was 50 years behind Sun Ra. Mm. You know, it's, it's what would happen if we added uh, jazzes, dirty jazzes, uh, to the people doing the soundtrack to Star Trek uh, 1960. All right. Five? Is that series one? I feel like Star Trek ended before we landed on the moon and there was three series. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. You see what I'm saying there? Yeah. It's sort of orchestral, but... I mean, this is not orchestral. This is synthy. And mm. if there's one thing that's happening with this synth dude is that at times he seems to be sampling the saxophones themselves and pitching them down. Because I played this through the system in my front room mm. and it almost tore the house in half there was so much bass I was like fuck me mm. um, oh because when you I walked will... in I was listening to it again Yeah, but I will say now I was listening to it very quietly for me All right, and I couldn't talk to you so. I was still lying for me I was like okay yeah but that's why uh, when you watch David Lynch movies at home I, I don't think you get the full effect you need to listen to it loud because you need that you need that dissonant hum that he puts on the background of all his films you know where people are having a nice normal exchange but it just goes oh in the background because I haven't really got well you've got say Mm. speakers and stuff ever I've only got that a sound bar you can get Um, some beef out of a sound bar yeah but I still don't I mean don't you're a vegan but you can get some decent (laughs) beef out of it but I do think about like getting a better sort of sound system in there but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with it so well, the problem, I said this before, I mean, not the problem, but like putting a sound system in that room is that it's all in the corner. Yeah. And there's a door in the way as well. So you're kind of fucked. Yeah. That's why I always said you should chuck a TV above the fireplace. Perhaps I sit and look up at it and my neck would hurt. How close to the TV do you need to be? If you're sitting on the couch I sit on. You just, yeah. I mean. It's going to be high up. No, it's not. I literally stare at that fireplace all the time. You just stare at it. You don't know. You know what you can do? This. You don't move your fucking neck. Oh, eye strain. You're the worst. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ah, well. I mean, you're never going to do it. Saying that, you might buckle exactly. eventually. Yeah. I mean, I told you you had awful hair when it was long for three years, and then you eventually cut it. It just takes me a while to get my mind around things. Yeah. The fact that you thought it looked good. That's insane. He looks like a large mop. <laughs> 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 oh. 
<laughs> I've said it on this podcast before. You can't get that offended. You don't have it anymore. No, that's fine. <laughs> oh, quick uh, side note. Uh, did you see the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. It's pretty good. I mean... Yeah. That's yeah, Tarantino. It's what you expect. Anyway. Anyway, I've already been told the exact plot of that film. Uh-huh. And... Uh, the ending sounds problematic. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway, let's get back to this and do some form of anything. Well, I'll quickly go. The, the chart of positions that got was the UK albums 50, Scottish albums 21. They were really cool in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Always the case. Fuck those UK people. Either that or old people don't buy music. Hmm. No, I think old people are more inclined to buy music. Everybody else steals it. Well, no, they have Spotify. You don't need to steal it anymore. They still steal it. But Spotify, Spotify counts. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. If you play it, it works like a single. That's why weird things get in the singles chat now. Because mm. if you listen to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins of one specific album, oh, it can yes. chat. Here's a thing that's happened this week that I've had the same conversation. Actually, not this week. Just the last few days since I went back to work. Mm-hmm. Um. Several people have come to me at work, tell me that, um, I can't even remember what's at number one in the box office charts this week, but that it's not Avengers anymore. But they tell me in such a way as if they're going, yeah, fuck you, Avengers isn't number one anymore. As like I had some sort of stake in it. Mm. And I'm like, well, it's the weekend box office. It's been in for how many weeks now? Oh, yeah, six. Yeah. And... It's not the total box office you're going by. It's the weekend ones. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, what would it be like this weekend? Um, oh, Godzilla was number one or whatever. Probably. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So they're like, oh, see, it's beating Avengers. I'm like, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, John Wick 3 knocked it off. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's what I'm like John Wick. The other week. It, yeah, it's number one this weekend because everyone that's going to go and see Avengers has pretty much seen it. Yep. But it's like the way they're just telling me, like, I've got some sort of personal stake and they go, ha, see, your movie was fucking not number one anymore. What, what the fuck is there? But it was like three people at work. Dodd. No, I can't. Like, sort of getting... Maybe. Having a go at me, and I'm like... Maybe. Just maybe they're not. You're paranoid. Oh, no, this was very much... It's like... Kind of, um, who was the third one? The girl from the bar. I can't remember who it was. But, um, yeah, Brian... I don't Edward, need a name no, and address. It's fine. fine. But I'm like, <laughs> come up and go, oh, see, it's not number one anymore. I'm like, I mean, John Wick and that have not made the same amount of money that... Endgame did. No, it just needs to make... But it's just... The opening weekend of John Wick was more than the sixth week of Endgame. Yeah. That's all it is. That's what I tried to explain to them. I was like, how do you people not understand how charts work? Because if... Mm -hmm. The way they're working it is to go, well, then Avatar would still be number one forever. Mm. And... Or is it Avatar still made the most? Avatar is... uh, 2.7 2.7 billion yeah. because I believe Endgame or, uh, is at 2.6 yeah so you go so that's about, I'm like if that's how charts worked mm-hmm. then Avatar would still be number one yep and can John Wick has not beaten Avatar no <sighs> artistically yes <laughs> Avatar is yeah I mean I took you to that for your birthday I'll have you know so fuck you I mean it was fine but I'm just saying Hey, I don't remember. I was blind at the time. If you remember, I broke my glasses in a drunken fall. Oh, right. 
and then uh, wore 3D glasses over the top and it was just kind of blurry. Oh, uh, I wore 3D glasses over the top of my eyes yeah. without glasses. <laughs> That's what I probably should have said. <laughs> so you wore 3D glasses, basically. Yeah, normally, yeah. <laughs> it was just weirdly worded, yeah. so I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew oh. that I, like people who can see, wore 3D glasses, mm-hmm. but therefore <laughs> could only see blurry 3D. It was still in 3D, yeah. but not in focus. Yeah. No. Odd, right? Yeah. It's like back in the day, like whenever you used to see like pixelated people on TV on the news, pixelated, well, pixelated, you know, they cover their faces up so they oh, know who they were. My mum would sit there and watch the news. This is like going back when I was a kid. Mm. Take her glasses off, and she could describe the person that was behind the pixelation because it was for some reason her eyes would just make them normal looking because of how fucked her eyes are. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but no. <laughs> no, I mean, if they become four pixels, you don't get a picture. You don't put your glasses on. But it was, uh, I'm talking about like old, styly pixels. So it was just sort of blurry thing. Okay, maybe because they didn't can do the proper big squares and shit. They do you know, enhance. Yeah. You've seen that in a movie. You yeah. don't get more detail. <laughs> you can't enhance. take glasses off and go. My eyes actually invert pixels they into just, more detail. They just had, she just had to take off her great, like, thick glasses and go. Oh, yeah, I see them. <laughs> Take off oh. your bottle tops <laughs> and tell oh. me what Jerry Adams looks like. She could take her glasses off and she could hear what he actually sounded like, not dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> and he sounded like a man. Why dub an him? Irishman. He used to dub him with another Irishman. You literally mentioned this two episodes ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Even just to just give him. I don't know. Get a Native American or something to do. He's dubbing. That would really confuse people. I mean, yeah, but if you dub, uh, I'd, I think that would come off racist. Just for the person who Probably because, in my mind, Native Americans sound like Americans nowadays. Well, yeah, <laughs> Unless you're doing a voice. This was the 80s, though, so it was, you were allowed to. No, you weren't allowed. But um, they did. I mean, who was the last person that got, you know, like, browned up for a roll? It's it's been a while. <laughs> Short circuit. Um, it probably hasn't been a while. But no. yeah, in the okay, I take it back. In the eighties, yeah, uh, Fisher Stevens was very yeah. much browned up for all. Yeah, and they admittedly so was like Ben Kingsley, but he at least has the heritage. <laughs> what was that one where the guy actually like was it to get into a college? Something he actually had to turn himself black. Yeah, that was the guy from ET, right? That was Soul Man. So there you go. That was, oh God, yeah. And he looks mm. more like one of the black and white minstrels. Yes, he did. <laughs> they cover the they cover the VHS. What about True Identity with Lenny Henry, where he becomes white? See, for some reason that was all right. But do you ever see him? Uh, can I remember what um, some of that song? he did this like old white Jewish guy thing. Mm. He was actually he was like really good. Uh, did you not mi- mix him up there with Eddie uh, Murphy in Coming to America, where he plays the Jewish guy oh, no, in the barbershop? Uh, there was that, but um, Eddie Murphy what did about it as well. Lenny Henry again being Steve Martin. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was odd. Yeah. That was an odd choice. <laughs> um. Oh. Yeah. So, anyway, this album. Yes. Um. <laughs> Review roundup. <laughs> oh, you have some? Um, Metacritic, 84 out of 100. Mm-hmm. All music, four stars. Pitchfork, 7.8 out of 10. And we're done. 
Sorry, Metacritic was what? 84 out of 100. And Pitchfork was what? 7.8 out of 10. I knew those. Somehow, the words you said sunk into my brain and just instantly flitted away. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, so, weird, because I, as I say, spoilers, 4 out of 5, yeah. and apparently everyone's in agreement. I would also, I'll tell you right now, I'll give it 4 out of 5 as well. Yeah. I have a couple, I mean, I'd say a couple of issues. <laughs> I have three tracks that I don't like. Everything else is fine. Yeah, but there's only nine. So yeah. you don't like 33% of the but album. Even saying not like him is actually kind of harsh. Mm. Because, see, the first track is the first track I have issue with. In that well, I find that's more of a, you know, you'd call that like a scene setting. You know yeah. what I mean? It gets you ready for what's to come. But it, it's a palate cleanser. You know, like um, like that first hour of Drive with Ryan Gosling, where everything's nice and it's all pretty. And it sort of gets you in that right place to suddenly get really violent and swearing. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, yeah, I instantly get um, Kamasi Washington vibes off of it, obviously. Yeah, well, it's those strings in that first track. Yeah. It really does. Um, and there is... Oh, it's strings, but sorry. And there is the um, annoying sax that shows up. I don't think I, don't think I really don't like saxophone. Well, here's the thing. They're yeah. a three-piece band, and one of them yeah. is a saxophone. Well, but in this one, it's, it's definitely the more... Boopy sort of sax, which That's I think the one I like. goes away. But I, I'm not a fan. I like the um, scrunky sax. You liked it when white people played saxes like that, like on Snake Eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they have an Asian guy, so that balances out. Or something. I think. I can't remember. <laughs> um, I'm not here to justify my racism. Yeah, I'm putting away my keyboard because I just oh. seem to be doing like. Uh, um, uh, Ruth Maddox style plinky plucky yeah. xylophone. Hello, Campbell. But there's also, I think, the annoying uh, jazz style drums <laughs> I've written here in that one as well. Kind of did I also of. like that. But I think the fact it's is, almost like I like saxophone and drum. But I think it's this track. It kind of goes away for most rest album to a point. <laughs> but this one, my problem with this first track is that it doesn't feel like you're kind of going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It it just feels like it's just its own thing for the sake of it yeah. whereas everything else in the album feels like it's like moving along together and just more mm-hmm. thematically i think you're looking for my what. favorite word when i talk about music cohesive yes there you go <laughs> but whereas this one is just it's i mean it's funny i mean like i say it's, a, it's a it's a palate cleanser it's just taking you into the world it's getting yeah. you used to the fact there's going to be crazy drums some crazy sax and yeah. some synths. And that's it, because there's only three people and they each play those roles. Oh, yeah. You know? They all look very uncool. Actually, that's a lie. The the I don't know if he's the leader of the band or not. Because I'm sure you read somewhere about how this band came to be, right? No, I never even that thought about looking that There was a synth. There's a band called Soccer 96. Terrible name. Yes. But the musical is all right. And it's the drummer from this band and the synth guy from this band. Right. And they're a two-piece. And they play instrumental music. And what is his name? What is the main guy? The, like, what is the British Kamasi Washington called? I'm not being racist. He plays saxophone and he likes jazz. And he's in three bands at this minute in time. Three. Mm-hmm. And he's released two albums this year. And three last year. It's five. 
Sorry. Should, I, I, should they be writing this down? Yes. Oh, sure. There will be more quizzes later. Two, three, two, and five. Oh, I've turned, I've turned my phone all weird. My, my, my text oh. is tiny. <sighs> well, anyway. Um, I can't remember what he's right? I don't know who I apologise. I would write it in the notes, but as you know, I've given up writing notes. I just cut and paste that same thing every time. So, he was turning up at all their shows. And at one show, quite ballsy, just got on stage with his saxophone. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and they played together. Played Baker and Street awesome. and off. And then they went, later on, they decided to make an album together. Mm-hmm. Cut an album, that's what they said. <laughs> Not only ballsy, but who turns up to a gig of another band and takes your sax along with you? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I say, they kept seeing him at gigs, so I think he was like, you know. Next time we're at the Moorins or Krakatoa, I'm just going. Next time with the band on, I'm just going to climb up on stage with my kazoo. You know, that I always keep in my pocket. No, you're a flautist. We already discussed this today. It's too cumbersome. It's, the, the, the kazoo is much more easily concealed within a pocket. Yeah, but it sounds awful. Well, you play it, maybe. What do you mean? You can only do one thing. It makes that kazoo noise. Mm-hmm. The yeah, end. but it's until I do that. Also, um, this is... You might as well take one of them air raids uh-huh. things you turn around. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm lying. I don't own a kazoo, so... Yeah, sure. It's because there's a feather in it, and you class that as being against it's veganism. It's not a feather. It's a bit of paper, grease paint or something. No, it's a feather. It might, it's a, like a greased feather. Not on any kazoo I've ever had. Yeah, because you bought them for 99p. So if you're buying like a proper kazoo... Who buys a proper kazoo? Oh, well, that's that story Bill Bailey told. He went to New Zealand and they ripped open his kazoo and there was a feather in it and you're not allowed to bring in like fruit or vegetables or anything and so he got into trouble. For bringing in a kazoo. Oh, to join your dad all over again with his bloody dogs. Well, they were at least alive. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't stuff them in a musical <laughs> instrument. <laughs> uh, in two seconds, I'm just going to quickly go to Amazon and see what their most expensive kazoo is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Um, We've already given the review. We might as well give up. Oh, I want a set of six kazoos for six ninety nine. That's well, That's no use. Um, 36 children's plastic kazoos for £8.40. No, that's no use either. I know, I know. I'm just trying to find a good one. You're, you're literally doing quantity over quality here. Oh, it's a metal one. It's 8 69 For a kazoo! 8 for the same one. Why has it gone up in price? Because well, a different person sold <clears> it. Oh, oh, that looks like... That's a, I don't know. I don't like the look of this kazoo. I mean, this is enthralling audio we're doing right now. Oh, uh, yeah, it looks like a kazoo. Well, that's a ter- oh, terrible kazoo. Anyway, yeah, look up kazoos, people. I mean, don't. Just what? say you did. <laughs> I'll never know. Oh, I'm going to... $2.99? Oh, that's a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving all this air in as well. On this oh, there's a wooden thing. one. for. Okay, never mind. Okay, I'm, I'm putting the phone down. <laughs> oh. Anyway. I'll add it to my list. It's fine. I'll buy it later. Hold on. Let me... <laughs> Get my phone. No. Still recording okay? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, probably. I should probably keep an eye on that. Well, no, it's just... It's <coughs> not that. It's the, uh, obviously Logic Remote is attached via my phone. Um, so I suddenly went, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have just pulled that out before he crashed. But it's fine. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Because the... 
the the thing about the first track, like you say, it feels like a warm up, yeah. and it's called "The End Is the Beginning," right? Yeah. But then uh, the last track is "The Universe Wakes Up," and it does sound like it should be the first track. Yeah, I think that's one that. Um, I said that was my issues were track one, track four, and track nine. Mm-hmm. And so last track, track nine, is because of I think. It brought me back to track one in a little way because I see the sax, the annoying sax, in my opinion, does kick in again. Of course, it, he's literally the main member but of the band. The rest of the time, I've not found it that annoying. Only these two tracks, and I think it is because it is the whole beep booping one. Sorry, my Bluetooth is apparently on. Um, yeah. Um, just want to go here for one second and say, uh, Dilly doodly dilly billy bee. But saying that, is it track three now? The sax and that then made like reminded me a bit of Snake Eyes. And I like that. And that's more scrunchy stuff. Whereas this one I say that was the scrunchy. Uh Shabaka Hutchins, by the way, is the yeah. uh It's on the tip of my tongue. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've probably been quicker just leaning down and picking up the the record sleeve back then. <laughs> Hindsight and all that. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty. Mad dog twenty twenty. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so everything's sort of taken along fine after that. Mostly, everything took along. We're talking about two tracks where I'm going, yeah, this is fine. Then track four, where it's finally the can Kate Tempest shows up. Uh huh. Um, Kate Tempest is a spoken word performer, poet, recording artist, novelist, and playwright. There you go. Yeah, but you hate women. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. one of those people that didn't like Captain Marvel because she was mean to a man. Wouldn't smile for him. Which one's that? <laughs> it's a deleted scene. Do you not see that? No. People going crazy over it. You know when she steals that guy's motorbike? Yeah. Right? There's, it goes a little further and she turns into the Terminator for a second as well. Right. So he says, like, why don't you give me a little smile, darling? Sticks out his tongue, rolls it into his eye, suggestively. <laughs> <laughs> like a lizard man. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, um, I'm going to need your your jacket and your boots, boots and your yeah. motorcycle. Uh, and he reaches out to her. Long story short, she grabs his hand and then like heats him up with a bolty ha- a warm hands. Oh. And he's all like, ah, ah, bolty warm hands and falls to the floor. And uh, he, she's like, give me all the shit. Why don't you smile for me? And so all the trolls came out and went, fucking women, tell me to take a good <laughs> Oh, toxic femininity or some shit. Yeah, you know, how how <laughs> how dare someone in a movie suggest that when oh. we ask women to smile, it's because we want power over them because oh. they're doing something we told them to do. It is one of the most annoying things people can ask you to do, though, just in general. <laughs> no, we get told to smile because there's literally signs all over work that says, smile, you're on display. Which really, it literally is a sign in the hotel that you say something to that effect. It's like, I'm not fucking ornament, motherfucker. I just, I'd spend my time at work just ripping those down. Yeah. I don't know. um, I I, I tend to go around graffitiing all the signs that say that it's a picture of a light. Mm. Um, uh, And it says above it, don't just turn me on and leave me. And so they've all been graffitied to suggest the blue balls. That's what she said. <laughs> oh. I think you'll find that's what he said. 
because blue balls is a thing that apparently women oh, who I never o- orgasm as ordinary. I was talking about a lesbian couple. <laughs> <laughs> I was being inclusive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lesbian couples have balls too. Yeah. Oh. Well, what? <laughs> but um, anyway. um, yeah. So you you hate Kate Tempest because she's a woman. <laughs> yes, I feel like. <laughs> oh, um, that's just it, the. It's just it's the whole spoken word, sort of. I don't know. She works better on her own album. Yeah. Like I know she's got a few, but that last one that was also Mercury Music nominated, it was really good. Uh, but here it's weird because I think it's because the song is on like three or four minutes. Yeah. And then she saunters in. And that's almost the same as uh, this guy taken to the stage with a different band. Yeah. You're like, so what are you doing? Yeah, you're just wandering on. Um, <laughs> I think it's, I see, because musically, I see, if they'd stuck to the whole instrumental thing, because the rest of the album is, mm-hmm. and then maybe taking this track and then cutting cut a minute and a half out of it, <laughs> right where the woman's on it. No, well, yeah, <laughs> much. I see. It's just it wouldn't matter if it was a dude coming in and saying that stuff. I'd still be like, <sighs> if a non-binary person took to the stage, I'd be very upset. <laughs> saying they just had a dog barking into a microphone for a minute. Now, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the dog is saying the lines. It's just in dog language. I'd still be like, no. are you just saying sausages over yeah. and over again? Yes. Held against a man's breast while it growls and he's making it oh, somehow. I thought it was suckling the teeth. <laughs> sharp teeth. You'd have to get teeth out first. Oh, how do they do it with their mums? Oh, that, that, that's fine. It's more designed for that. Whereas a uh, human <laughs> one, they've got to get more purchase on it because it's smaller. I don't know if that's true. I'm not going to test the theory. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Giving that a miss. But, um,. Yeah, no, that track you're talking about, that's the one with the pitch-shifted sax, right? That's the one that's so bassy, it's unbelievable. I mean, maybe a sax can get that deep, and I just don't know, but yeah. it made my whole house tear apart. Yeah. It's still not the best, because the best comes in with the uh, 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 Super Zodiac Astral Flying double bill. Yeah. It um, comes after it. Super Zodiac, my only real note in this is that um, it sounds exactly like... Um, video game background music in the sort of driving scene like if you get you're in some sort of like sort of story driven game and you're normally shooting things but then suddenly there's a great big sort of driving section mm-hmm. that's pretty like pretty cool and you're doing sort of guns and shit this sounds like the music would be playing at the back of that and I'm fine with that I was going to say so good yes <laughs> it's a very good I'm just like I really got I really enjoyed it yeah. yeah, but I said it was because it was the double bill thing. It was like a minute into the next track before I realised we were into the next track. Yeah, but they worked kind of well together. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why I called it a double bill. I don't know if it officially is, for because I have a horrible feeling. I haven't checked the vinyl, but I feel like Super Zodiac would end side one. Yeah, but you really want it to flow into this yeah. one. Mm. But um, but thanks to uh, predictive text. I don't know what this says. No. Armand with Astral Flying. The Besk Trisks on the album. So so it's a, it's one of the best tracks. Yeah. But what is Armand? That definitely didn't start as that. 
Armand with Astral Flying, the best tracks are for the album. <laughs> In my mind, no, I wouldn't say that. In my, no. I want to see that on the front of like NME or something. Four stars. Can, uh, can <laughs> Four stars. Can Gareth Thompson. Almond and the <laughs> <laughs> Almond with Astral Flying. Best tracks on the album. <laughs> oh. I still think we should get stickers made up to stick over posters. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can you imagine doing that in like the lemon tree one night, just sneaking around? <laughs> What are you doing? Looking at this lovely post. Oh, look, who's this that's reviewed this? We should probably look them up, right? Yeah. Oh, there's a face on it. There's not only a face on it, it there's could, also... It appears uh, to be your face. No, that's, no, that's, that's weird. Right? One of those uh, <laughs> barcodes that are square that I forgot what you call them. Q codes. Q codes. Don't use them anymore, do we? I mean, no one cares. We've already given up. Use them for uh, Cineworld. I like how my phone works. My phone, if you go to take a yeah. picture and there's a Q code on it, it goes, do you want to read this Q code? I'm trying to take a picture right there. Yeah. Random Q code. Oh. But yeah, the drums on this album <coughs> are, are fantastic. Well, I see Time Wave Zero, track seven, mm-hmm. is um, yeah, where, where the drums start annoying me. Yeah. Um, and I think all I've got down is gets to three minutes 50 and it was touch and go as to whether I was just going to go, fuck this Put you off, so yeah, it did annoy me at that point. But I said, I was again through uh, almost four minutes in, so I'd survived the, getting yeah. the rest of it. So, I wonder what you'd be like if I just played a break record at you. A break record is just all the well, breaks of like this one here, right? Mm. It's 101 drums from songs you know, but it's only the drums, mm. so it goes. You know, it'll be like, it'll play Big Beat. You know Big Beat? I like the Big Beat from the early 80s. No. No? Nope. Oh, well, you know, basically it just goes boom, 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 boom. These are on every hip-hop record ever. Right. Right? Like, fixed up, look sharp. By, <laughs> you know, by uh, Dizzy Rascal. No? No. I'm pretty sure Scroobius Pip stole it as well. But um, anyway, it samples Big Beat, but then it stops, and then it'll sample like Funky Drummer, and then it stops and plays something else. So it's a relentless stream of random drum beats for up to an hour. Yeah. My <laughs> main question of that is why? Because they're for sampling, so you don't have to find them on the record. Okay, so I thought it was, if it was for any other reason, that would be ridiculous. No, you, you find the one you want, and then you record it into your MPC. And you don't have to okay. buy 101 records, you buy one record. Fair enough. There you go. Ashton answered. Indeed. Oh, I thought it was just insanity to have that. <laughs> like, who's going to actually just sit there and listen to that for Well, I, I, Unfortunately, purposes. I did at one point because I didn't know every track. Yeah. Okay. And also you don't know what, you know, you can't go, I'm going to listen to track 78 of 101 because you can't see the grooves. So you just have to listen to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Unity Yeah what I did write down Is this a cover of Rick James <laughs> and and Before I listened to it it's not um, Which is probably a better thing um, Well you James, know it's probably because you know He doesn't sing Right. He'd have to honk his saxophone like Rick James And that would be weird 
Now, here's the wankiest thing I've written here, and you can correct me if you think this is utter bollocks or not. But okay. um, just to describe track eight, it was like a gentler, slower, muted sax, giving the chance for the others to shine. Because hmm. it was just, it, it sort of toned that down, yeah. and you could just hear everything else that was going on. And I think that's kind of my issue. Obviously, he's the, he's the dude in the band. Um, and it was probably going back to my issues with Kamasi Washington as well, whereas the, the, the sax was taken the... sort of centre stage. And there was this other shit going on that I'd rather listen to. Yeah, but if you want to listen to the other two, listen to Sock in 96. Well, I'll find that out now. <laughs> where, were you, where were you last week? I mean, on Wikipedia reading that. <laughs> where was I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then say track nine, um, the universe wakes up. Um, an outro that sounds more like an intro. And I see just the sax got my head in. But, um, oh yeah, and uh, bizarrely, I, I've just realised I've been off mic the entire episode. I apologise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you sounded pretty late to me. So <laughs> um, yeah, but it gets like it just sort of loses some body, and then you get yeah. back on, and it's nice and mm. warm. Um, yeah, after it ended. A song called Neon Baby started, which is also by them, but off their mm. first album. Imagine this album more unkempt. Mm. What's well, I feel like the first album was almost completely improvised. Because I think I, there's one thing with this one. It does. So I see my off my off my issue with jazz. Jazz. And the, the jazz I've been forced to listen to by me. Uh, yeah, is that. They know where they're going, mm-hmm. but obviously I have no idea. And it just seems a bit, not slapdash, that's the wrong word, because it's not slapdash, mm-hmm. but it just does seem to just be all over the place, seemingly <laughs> at, on purpose to just annoy me, whereas this didn't. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that was my sort of like, my sort of final notes on this was that this was a much more accessible, less brash, oh, you're right. Um, yeah, uh, more accessible, less less brash um, than the epic, which made it much more enjoyable enjoyable for me than the epic ever will be. The epic is, you know, how how long is that? Three hours, three and a half hours. Yeah, and just forty odd minutes. So this is definitely this is more my. If I was going to get into jazz, mm. this would be more my cup of tea. You know, we don't. We don't have to call it jazz. Let's look back no, on but you know what I mean. But, just no, but there's some wonderful, wonderful descriptions of what it was called. Well, I think it, well, you could see this as a gateway drug to jazz. Mm. Here you go. Here's a few things it's been described as. I'm going to hate this, right? I mean, I don't like it. So. <laughs> oh, fair. Uh, new jazz, spell N-U. Of course. How uh, else do you spell new? Funk rock, no. No. Uh, psychedelic rock, no. No, absolutely not. Electronic rock. No, the word rock alone, no. Electronic jazz, maybe. But even then, no. Wouldn't that be like electronica? Well, now that kind of cut. Electronica is a very strange terminology, right? Because I feel like electronica covers Forte and his noodly, noodly bleep bloops. And Square Pusher, even though some people would go, that's IDM. Hmm? Hmm. I see. IDM, um, that's... uh, uh, <coughs> uh, intellectual oh. dance music. Oh, okay. 
wankers. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. wankers. <laughs> I was about to say that sounds... Wankers in a row. Horribly wank, wank, wank. Horribly wanky rude. <laughs> <sighs> That's why you need someone like Aphex Twin in there to ruffle feathers a little bit. Exactly what I was thinking. Aphex Twin, as we all know, is basically like the robot voice from uh, that podcast. Oh, yeah, Gossip Who says, like, <laughs> cock in an armpit <laughs> occasionally. You know, he's like, he's the blue jam. Yeah. Remember jam? Clever body. What? Uh, <laughs> jam, you know, the Chris Morris sketch show. And no. Blue Jam, the radio show. No. Where, like, you know, random things would happen. Kevin Eldon would get his car back from the car wash and it'd be a foot long. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, he'd write, uh, and he'd try and drive away at it, screaming, who do I look like fucking naughty? <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, yeah. classics like that. That does ring a bell. Julia Davis was on it before. She was Julia Davis. <laughs> she was Julio Iglesias. Exactly. Cool. Um, oh, and Space Rock. I forgot Space Rock. Space Rock to me is like Clutch. You know who? who you know Clutch. I've heard of Clutch, I, but I could not. No, but think I of always like, uh, Clutch was the music we always listened to very loud while playing Left 4 Dead. Okay. Lots of wah. Lots of like. 60s church organ. I was too busy concentrating on not getting killed. It was also in the, in fact, you know, I, I like Clutch anyway, but they used them in the trailer for Left 4 Dead mm. 2. And I went, this makes it perfect. Because I had like all of Clutch saved to the hard drive of the Xbox. So it was just like, bloop, done. <sighs> Please allow me to adjust my pants. <clears throat> That's a Clutch one. It oh, sounded weird because okay. I didn't deliver it like it was lyrics. Yeah. So. Anyway. I but actually I agree with you on your um, rating for this. I am saying four out of five for Four this. out of five. Yeah. And as a man who nowadays buys one album, uh, one new album every two three months, because I buy old albums. Yeah. You know what I just found for ninety nine p? Oh. Fr- freeze frame by Jay Giles Bet. All right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Name B, Bart. Yeah. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. I mean, it's horribly misogynist, but it's not. Uh, it's good. <laughs> oh. Don't take my misogyny away from me. So. Eddie Vedder went weird. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to call it a solid four out of five. Uh, you know, check it out on Spotify because yeah. every cunt's got Spotify nowadays. What's that? You don't have Spotify? Then no. you can listen to the album Shuffled. That's how Spotify works. Oh. It's free, but you can't listen to it in order. Oh. And I think they occasionally slide an advert in between. Bastard. Yeah, just slip, a, slip an audible advert in. Ugh. I mean, I assume, I assume Spotify gets all the same adverts as podcasts. Casper mattresses. Lisa mattresses. Harry things <laughs> harry's <coughs> razor burn yeah um, you know i i uh now i track my life by when harry's tries to send me stuff now mm. we're gonna del- send you out a package tomorrow fucking aren't <laughs> mm. i've still got all the stuff from last time eight harry's razors because you can't use them on your head and at the minute i have hair on my head mm. but because uh, you can't use them on your head uh, last me like eight months. Why can't you use them on your head? I mean, I assume it would slice your head open. So why would you do that? 
There's a massive no. warning. Don't use it on your head. Why am I going to try that? I mean, I put it this way. No other razor has ever said, don't use me on your head. That's what they're for. I mean, there's a design fault, frankly. Well, I mean, yeah, because kind of, your your face is still your head, so. I mean, I, that's what pedants would say. That's <laughs> like, but we only wanted our razor used on balls. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the hardest thing to shave. They're all knobbly, especially when cold. Ooh. That's why you have to microwave them first. Oh, that hair and mine smooth, so it's fine. Mm. I had Botox in mine, so they look like two beautiful bo- boiled eggs. <laughs> you Botoxed your bollocks. I tell my lovers to rub my hen eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so white and shiny. <laughs> oh. no? okay. Let's try something a little different. Cool. Let's not stop recording. Yeah. And I will try and bounce this bit out if I feel like it goes long enough into okay. another episode. Right. So you want to talk about Good Omens? Yes. Let's talk about Good Omens. Did you watch it all? It was released on Friday, well, Thursday night, Friday morning. Yes. And at quarter past 12, mm-hmm. I started watching it. Mm-hmm. And just before seven o'clock in the morning, I finished watching it. Yeah, it's that good. Um, it was very good. Mm. Um, I really enjoyed it. So obviously, I'd not read the book. Yep. Um, but was aware of the work of the two gentlemen involved. Yes. So I was like, "This is probably going to be my jam," mm-hmm. and it was indeed my jam. I mean, there's very little cut out of it. At one point, I must admit, I was watching the TV. Uh, I was watching it, like, I sc- basically, I didn't think I'd have time to watch it, so I scrubbed through it the first time. Yeah. Hence why when I was sending you commentary, it was coming relatively quick. But um, yeah. I did, I watched the six episodes, which should be six hours, and I probably watched it in four and a half. Because I know the book so well, that even if you skip it and you go, yeah. oh yeah, that's, they've not taken it. They changed the ending slightly. How I remember the ending. Right. What was your ending? The ending I remember is Adam... Every, like, like everything happens the same sort of thing. But then Adam just goes, well, you'll just forget everything. And they're like, what? I'll just make you forget everything. I don't care. Yeah. And everyone forgets everything and goes back to work. So I did think at the end, you know, when they, um, they're getting their mm-hmm. punishments or whatever and then nothing affects them. Mm. I thought, all right, okay, what they've done here is, because Mm. I think there was one suggestion at one point where they said to, um, I've forgotten forgotten his name, the angel, good, I forgot his names, I'm terrible with names, the angel guy, they say to him, John Ham? No, no, the actual main angel. Oh, Aziraphale. Yeah, that's one. Um, (laughs) He said they, so I thought you were talking about both of them. No. Because I think John Hammond said to him at some point, oh, you're not a demon or something. He goes, I don't know, am I? And I thought, okay, what they've done is at the end, Mm -hmm. they still look the same, but he's become a demon Mm -hmm. and the other one's become an angel. So they've done like a character swap. But then it just turns out they just swap bodies. Yeah, which is, I don't believe that's new as well. Right. Right? Because they don't, they just, because everyone forgets, they just go back to normal. You know what I mean? They're not in trouble because everyone forgot. So, but, but, Funnily enough, because of the last prophecy of Agnes Nutt that lands in his hand that says, mm-hmm. 
you need to change faces to survive fire. Oh, yeah. Funnily enough, I was like, <clears throat> well, that's going to happen. And it did. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. I still don't quite understand. I understand why they sent Crowley back. I don't quite understand how Aziraphale comes back. Because they go, oh, so you are a demon. Well, back you go. Yeah. You know, they don't show you that bit. Because it seems like, well, let's just stab him. Stab him with one of your many swords. Well, they don't, no, they don't say, they don't say he just be, he's gone native or something. So they think he's just he's been there too long. So he's kind of like, I don't know, freaks him out. So they go, fuck him, get him out of here. I, I, I don't feel like that is explained as to this mm. person they want to kill. They just go, ah, send him home. <laughs> here's one issue I do have with that is I say the reveal when they've actually just swapped bodies mm-hmm. is that obviously he gets in the, in the holy water and he's fine because he's yeah. actually the angel inside whereas we've already seen Crowley having to tiptoe about in a church because it was all burning and shit mm-hmm. and yet there he is in Havan mm-hmm. unaffected yeah but he could just fake that right like, I feel like he's playing up the consecrated ground bit. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Maybe. No. Okay. He's playing up the consecrated ground for Nazis. Yeah. Which Possibly. I also don't remember from the book, that bit. No. They just really wanted to make sure all three members of uh, League the of League of yeah. And they say, Gatniss and Pemberton do love playing Nazis. I mean, that is the most Indiana Jones scene I've ever seen in a thing that isn't Indiana Jones. No. <sighs> And yes, they love Nazis. Yes. Um, they love, no, no, but they, they love being they Nazis. They love being them. <laughs> and, you know, World War II Nazis. Yes, good. yeah. More specific. More effeminate, effete sort of Nazi. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, they like camping it up. And who can blame them? Well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I say, uh, Michael Sheen played uh, Jeremy Dyson in the League of Gentlemen movie. Do they? Yeah. Remember. Well, remember that in that they all played themselves. Yeah. But Jeremy Dyson doesn't like being on camera because he's not the one who's on camera. He just writes yeah. it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they hired Michael Sheen to play him. He's the one who goes out the window at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where was um, Gaiman's uh, cameo? Because I'm not entirely sure I know what the dude looks like then. I don't think uh, Gaiman had a cameo in yeah, it. says he did. I saw somewhere that you're supposed to have had one. Well, maybe that was a bit on ahead on fast forward. Um, I, I mean, Gaiman is. I think I know what he looks like. Of course you do. No, I do know what he looks like. So we're. Um, he basically looks like Crowley. I mean, let's face facts. He's aged. But you know, if you look at a picture of Neil Gaiman in 1980, leather jacket, always wearing Ray Bans, yeah, messy hair. <laughs> he just was Crowley, and then perhaps it was Aziraphale. And that's the end of that story. Yeah. And they wrote the, you know how they wrote the book, right? Over answer machine messages. All right. How does that even work? <laughs> That's one of the few things they changed, actually, in the, the entire book, is that when, um, or in the entire show, is when uh, the, the when they fly through the phone lines. Or in the book, they fly through phone lines, because yeah. it's the 80s. And in the... Well, maybe it is a mobile. But it's the late 80s. There weren't no. mobiles in the late... Well, there were. CB radio. Because well, he still gets <laughs> caught on the answer machine tape. Yeah. Which right. is why the answer machine tape's in it, because obviously... Yeah. Nobody does that. Yeah. 
you know, there's no reason to do it other than it's a plot point. It's mm. uh, what would you call it? You know, Chekhov's answer machine tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um, no, I mean, it was solid. The only thing is, it was so much like the book, which I've read so many times. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's not like I was. I found it nothing but joyous. Mm-hmm. And yet, obviously, I knew everything that was going to happen. So it yeah. was kind of... You know when you watch Watchmen, right? Watchmen's not a great film, but no. it's such a perfect adaption. Yeah. That you go, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <pretty laughs> At the end. It's, it's that. Yeah. I mean... So it's really good, but I kind of liked the... Uh, uh, the version they did a few years ago for Radio 4. You know, with uh, Peter Serafinowitz as Crowley, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Heap as Aziraphale, Josie Lawrence as as, as Agnes Wait, Nutter yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, um, who else was in that one? That was a good one. I should probably quickly Google it and give you a list. Um, good Omens. Radio. Can I, can I? Can you just give me a list of people? It's very hard to mm-hmm. find things. Radio Four. When was it on? It was on a long time ago. It's very unhelpful. Oh, it's very unhelpful. Oh, no. that guy you don't like's in it. Which guy? The Scottish guy who's being Rabsy Nesbitt, who isn't Rabsy Nesbitt. I just narrowed it down. I didn't like anybody in Rabsy Nesbitt. Well, you know, it's very hard to find... Whereas a Gregor Fisher was Rabsy Nesbitt. Yeah, so not him. And not, not his wife, because that's a man. A woman. Uh, Aline C. About Smith. Um, she can't stand you. I think they're the worst part of... That. Uh, then there was the son... One of the sons of Rabsy Nesbitt. Uh, don't talk about him anymore, because he abused kids. In the show, no. that's ballsy. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. Um, why is there not a fucking? Oh, this uh, this is all getting cut out. Gareth, cut it all out. No, 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 no. Possible sequel. No sequels allowed. That's why I, I say. Did see something about the other day. I was like, well. Okay. Here we go. Um, though it hasn't got the full thing. Mm. Uh, my God, time flies, doesn't it? Uh-huh. It was. It was. Uh, uh, it was. The, it, it was Christmas 2014. I listened to that. It's like five years ago. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, Mark Heap, yep. uh, Peter Serafinowitz, yes. Phil Davis. Phil Davis. From Park Life, isn't he? Isn't that Phil Davis? Was it? No, it's the other guy. It's the other guy from Quadrophenia. You know, his picture on Wikipedia is terrible because you can only see the top of his head. But that oh, guy, you know exactly who that is from the top of his head. Yeah. Oh, there you go, better. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, Quadrophenia. 
Lots of British films. Um, he he was Hester, if I remember rightly. Which was a uh, yeah. Um, Mark Benton. No name. He's a he's a he's a round boy. There's no there's no picture of him. Uh, Colin Morgan. Huh. He must have been Adam because he looks maybe nineteen now. So that he's not helpful. No. Uh, Patterson Joseph. Who the fuck is that? That guy is in everything. Oh, okay, yeah, he was in um, like the Mitchell and Webb yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah. Never <laughs> knew his name until now. You know, the, uh, you know uh, the sausage munching Bosch. <laughs> that guy. No. Uh, Josie Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, Jim Norton. Jim Norton. Is that who I'm thinking of? No, I don't think so. That's a, that's a name I recognise, though. Irish actor Jim Norton. Uh, Norton. Here's a thing: is that racist? Jim Norton. Brackets. Irish actor. That's his. <laughs> that's his Wikipedia page. No Im- image of him, though. Nope. That's that's disgraceful. Jimothy Norton. Jim Norton. Oh, that guy. No, I do not recognise him at all. I know it's American comedian Jim Norton, but it's not Irish actor. Yeah, no, the guy, uh, uh, Bishop, B- Bishop Brennan is Jim Norton. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, oh, there's an update. Good for you. Get off my bloody phone. I'm trying to... Do. <laughs> you want me to get Bishop Brennan? Oh, okay, installed. Okay, fine. Just get off my fucking phone and do it. So, um... Let me quickly type in Rab Sinez, but it's going to forever <laughs> ruin my IMDb. <laughs> You're like, yeah, ruin it. Do it in yours, I'm going to do it in mine. Not Gregor Fisher. Not him. Not him. This is where I find out who's in one episode. It's like, <laughs> no one's got a fucking picture. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm fucked. I don't know what else he was in. Norman Lovett was in where I've seen this, but Holly from Red Dwarf. Yeah. Um, actually, no, I think I do actually remember him being in that. Is it not that I watched many of them because I fucking hated that show? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Ashley Jensen was in it from Extras. Mm. Apparently, one of the pod racers were in it, and he's, he's only a CGI creature. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which pod racer? The, the main one, Sebulba. Sebulba, yeah. Look. That's his, <laughs> his IMDb profile, <laughs> and he's in Ramsey Nesbitt. Oh, <sighs> I can't think of anything else he was in this guy. It's gonna drive me crazy. <laughs> Timothy Spoller's credit as being in Ramsey Nesbitt. Upsetting. So is Stanley Baxter. And Richard E. Grant. What? <laughs> Fuck and off. Gary Lewis. What? John Sessions. Sylvester me. McCoy. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. I was like, what the fuck? Peter Mullen. Oh, yeah, I remember Sylvester McCoy. Peter Mac- Mullen was in fucking Westworld. I remember Sylvester McCoy. Being I mean, he's also in Transworld. Yeah. Oh, Izzy Sutty. Well, I know her from something. What was she in? Oh, she's fucking. She's Dobby from Peep Show. That's why I know her. Mm. She's also a man down. I still haven't found him. 
James Cosmo, obviously, it's a Scottish show. James Cosmo is in everything. I know who that is, you know. James Cosmo, motherfucker. You obviously know who James Cosmo is. He's the most, right, in your mind, think of the most famous, no, don't you dare Google this. In your mind, think of the most famous Scottish actor who is in everything. Just think of him. He's always been in his 40s. And I'm going to have a look. Okay, there's Renton's dad from Trainspotting. I can't remember. He used to be in Roughnecks. What the fuck is Roughnecks? You know, where they're all offshore. I don't watch that. Well, he's Never he's on the adverts right now for all the not Game of Thrones Royal Bank of Scotland adverts. Oh, that guy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> people are ever going what? <laughs> uh, nope, I don't remember people's names. I guarantee you, he has two hundred credits. Let's have a look. Two hundred and seven. Ah! You guaranteed me two hundred. That's seven too many. Oh, that's true, I suppose. <laughs> I should have said at least. I ruined everything. Oh. But of course he plays, uh, uh, you know, he's uh, Highlander's dad. He's in Braveheart, obviously. He's in Troy, confusing. He's in Chronicles of Narnia. And now he's in Chernobyl. God knows what that accent's going to be just, like. Just holiday. But I'm not going to look uh, through no. his credits because we all know James Cosmo. He's in everything. Yes, I know exactly who he is now. Anita Dobson? She was in Ramsey Nesbitt. Fucking hell. David Tennant. <laughs> Ramsey fucking Nesbitt. Yeah. Oh. Tommy Flanagan, the man with the terribly scarred face. Uh, okay. But he always turns up in American things now. It's like, I always feel like he plays Irish in those. So maybe, it's it's fine, know. they can't tell the difference. Oh, okay. no. He's always a thug. He's definitely in like Sin City. And he plays lots of like shit. I don't know what Killer Anonymous is, but Gary Oldman doesn't look good in it. Uh, (laughs) Is that? Oh, it's not him. God, I can't find. Why are there hundreds of people in Rapsy (laughs) Nesbitt? This has been going on too long. Tony Curran, Jonathan Coy. Who's Neil McKinvin? You don't even know who Neil McKinvin is. Kevin McNally. Very familiar. <laughs> no names are more Scottish than the cast of Rhapsody Nesbitt. Isn't that weird? Oh. Barry Duffy. <laughs> Mabel Aitken. Graham Cramond. Don't even know how you're supposed to pronounce that. Graham Cramond, that sounds right. Sanjeev Coley. Well, from like Still Game. Shane McGowan as Shane McGowan. What the fuck? <laughs> well, who else was he going to play? Let's oh, take care. Paul Brook. I guarantee he's only got one eye. <laughs> Strange passing <laughs> tone for some people who aren't looking him up. Um, Stuart Macquarie. What cunt he looks like. I know that name from someone. Um, I can't find him. Can't find him. Can't think about anything else he's in. <sighs> I'm gonna cry myself to was, sleep was on Andy, my giant Andy, pillow. Andy Gray. He was in Ramsey Nesbitt. That might have been Andy Gray. Yeah, that was what I said. Somebody I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I want to see how long you'd go. But <laughs> no, just suddenly it just suddenly dawned on me just now. That for some reason, Macquarie like made something in my head melt. You know, it might be 
because he doesn't have a picture on IMDb. Well, he definitely should have because he has been in other stuff. Um, well, why do I keep opening it? Andy Gray. Not that one. Gray. Ram oh, no, that's... C. Nesbitt. Andy Gray, actor. Images. Oh, there we go. Because he was in... Um, no, what was the annoying thing in the City Lights? Was it no? Yeah, he was known as Chancer in Nick, and he was in Naked Video Images. Was he in Naked Video? Yeah, apparently. Well, he wasn't. Was he in Absolutely? That can't. No! Damn it. Okay, well, I don't know who else it might <laughs> I should probably just go through the cast of Braveheart, right? He's definitely in Braveheart. <laughs> Maybe I could find... You know what? That, that, this saves so much time, right? We're going to find the picture of Radio Good Omens. And we're going to zoom in on the really terrible f- photo. <laughs> Radio Good Omens cast. And then I'm going to go to images. Oh, that's actually not a bad picture. Come on. full. Oh. Give me a full size one, you motherfucker. <laughs> You're going to be oh, like, he was never in that. And you, I've now realized you are racist <laughs> to, to, to Scottish people. And I'll be like, no. Oh, Andy Gray was in Time Teens in 2015. Whatever the fuck that is. Time Teens? Time Teens. Oh, thank God. I thought they were like the people who like, teens who really liked forks. Uh, he's in River City in 2000, oh, since 2002. So he's in, is there another reason not to watch River City? <gasps> Except Grado's in it. That guy. Which one? No, I don't but know. Obviously who, the old Scottish man. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I've never seen that moment before in my life. <laughs> her from Space does the next one. Oh. I don't know who she did. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, oh, yeah, I do. It makes sense. She would have been um, Miranda Richardson's back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he obviously was uh, Chadwick. Yes. Chadwell. Chadwell? Chadwell. Shadwell in the TV series. Yeah, no. Shad, uh, Shadwick's a, a place I went for. Uh, uh, um, where we went for my father's wake. So oh. there, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was trying to get around saying that, but oh. you know, it's a lot easier in the end. <laughs> oh. It's a strange thing to be on the mind. Yeah. I will find that man's name Go. and I will write it in the s- sand with well, my penis. You're like, why? Wh- because that is how you remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, time, every the, time you find another grain of sand, you'll know it's got his name written on it. Every time my bell rings, <laughs> <laughs> oh. not Andy Gray will smile. No. <laughs> Damn. So... The other thing that I watched, and you watched this week as well, that we should probably chat about. Yes. 
Godzilla, the Godzilla. king of monsters. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoy Godzilla. I, I could tell because you sent me a selfie, which I don't think you've ever sent me. <laughs> Uh, and you seemed happy, which you never say. Um, and I came out. I was hugging my Godzilla popple. Oh no, I understand what it was. Yes, it's fine. I'm with you. Always. But happy. I came out very similar to Godzilla, which is, I liked everything in it, but I feel weird and I don't understand why. <laughs> All right. Um. And I think it's because it's a fun monster movie. Mm-hmm. But. Imagine, like, Crank, right? I don't yeah. know if I ever forced you to watch Crank. Yes. But, like, imagine rub Crank. rub against women. And yeah, that, I mean, that happens, in, yeah, that happens in the second one, I think. Or maybe in the first one. I can't remember. Might happen in both. Not yeah. the point. Yeah. You, you get it, right? It's like Crank, but then occasionally uh, the camera points at the floor and you see some ants, like, but they're reenacting an episode of EastEnders. Yeah. It's like, don't need that at all. What's going on? Yeah. Like, I guarantee there's mm. people in this world going, God, just, what? Oh, it's not serious. It's a bit of fun. Why are you being so mean to it? And it's like, you put all of the drama down on the floor. Yeah. They really want you to see it as serious. And it's utter shite. Yeah. But I was, I, I was completely fine with it. I just, well, I say, I've obviously got a bit of soft spot for Godzilla. So whatever happened, I was going to enjoy it. Yeah, but I, um, I mean... I was trying to think if it, we, I'm sure when we talked about this before, but I can't remember if it was on BBC Two or Channel Four when they used to put them all on at like tea times on a Sunday yeah. for months. Yeah, but I I watched them all. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I watched them the way I watch all TV back in the day, which is with my toe uh, on the channel buttons because they were buttons right. back then, and just would flick between. So I'd only watch the good bits. No. Um, you really need a Princess Bride Godzilla movie, so you know, like a kid's sick, and yeah. the but like the granddad is re- like reading the paper, yeah, and trying to make it exciting and not depressing about all the people who are dying. Because I did one of the things I did do when I got home, as well as downloading the score, mm-hmm. was go. Why don't I own all the Godzilla films? That must be a thing I can do, and then you go on and you find that they're all. You can get like a box set of them, mm. but they're all region one, mm-hmm. just DVD, not on again Blu-rays or anything. Cause no. Well, because well, what would be the point? But um, yeah, they're not all available in this country, and I've got nothing to watch them on if I did get them. Well, I so. will have you know, if you don't need subtitles, you can definitely get them in Japan because Japan yeah. is also region two. Mm. That's how where my Kill Bill is from. Yeah. I mean, not anymore. I sold it. I, I sold like- it. I would like subtitles or dubbing, but that's not going to happen in Japan. Yeah, you can probably get subtitles. I probably, they'll probably, you know, I got, yeah. I say my Kill Bill had English subtitles. And why it, would it? But then again, it was like 50 quid and for the boxes I did see, and I'm like, all the boxes I, don't I saw, know if I'm prepared to spend 50 quid. On well, no, all the boxes I saw were parts of, because I looked up too, and yeah. it's like six movies, like, there's one box that I saw with 13 films in it and it was like 200 quid. Yeah. But those films you can get in a seven pack and a six pack for like 20 quid each. Yeah. Region one. But the thing is, none of them seem to be the Toho movies. No. They all seem to be like whoever they sold it to in between or yeah. lent it out to. Because I feel like there's hundreds of those movies. Because that is, that is the issue that I was 
sort of learned is that because they can, there's two ones and there's all the other various mm. companies. So you're never going to get like a complete set unless you can, you're yeah. not going to find them all in one sort of easy manageable box set thing. Mm. Which unless you, but well, maybe they'll they'll yeah. buy them up in the end. You know, like when uh, Sony bought Columbia or whatever. Mm. You know, there was that time where you couldn't get a good uh, greatest hits of uh, Aerosmith. <laughs> what a and, time, then all, eh? and then all what? of a sudden they're they're all they're all on two discs oh. and you go it's too much Aerosmith what a time to be alive I know that's what facts Aerosmith released their first greatest hits before I was born <laughs> maybe not before you were born no. but it was a knife edge yeah I feel like it came out in 78 <laughs> um, yeah so I did then this week try and watch Skull Island. Yeah. Which I think got about halfway through, which I did find kind of boring. I thought, I'll watch the rest later. So I will get to it. But I did find Skull Island kind of boring. What keeps getting me with these films is, how do you get so many famous people in them? True. Because you've got pretty much the cast of Captain Marvel in there. and uh, Yeah, before Captain Marvel. Yeah. You know, along with... Uh, and Hiddleston. Uh, yeah, you know, um, uh, Tom Hiddleston... Um, a lot of the kids from like things I've definitely seen them in, um, like that one where the girls dying and they make movies. It wasn't very good. I've already forgotten it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, there you go. Take yeah. that, kid. Yeah. Don't um, die nameless. Um. <laughs> um, who else was in Skull Island? Oh, well, fucking John Goodman's in Skull Island. Yeah. Oh shit! Of course, yeah. That's was. all that matters. Yeah. No, yeah, it, was, it was fine. I mean, I, so I got up and I thought, oh, I'll watch your later. And I thought, I can stop it and move on. So I'll finish it off. But I mean, it was, I was enjoying it, but I did was still kind of bored at the same time. You know, my short attention span. So it was like, eh. I feel like that film's very shorter than either Godzilla movie. Yeah. Be attracted in the cinema, I suppose, watching them. But no, I watched Godzilla in the cinema and I went, I'll watch it again one day. And I never have. And I said the same thing about Skull Island yeah. and I said the same thing about this one. And I will never watch it again. I'm probably more inclined to watch this one again than 2014's Godzilla, which I did enjoy, mm. but uh, but this one I think has definitely got more. I feel that 2014's was ballsier and that they designed CGI monsters that looks like men in suits. Mm. Uh, and this was like the CG somehow looks expensive and cheap. See, here's my issue. Um, with this one is that we've just seen Godzilla take on King Ghidorah yep and like obviously decimate him and whatever mm-hmm. and go like full fucking nuclear and shit yeah and they're hyping that up to be oh he's going to go up against King Kong next and my issue is I've never seen King Kong shoot fire out of anything yeah but he's smarter right or maybe not smarter but like I reckon he could MacGyver things mm-hmm. you throw a barrel at him <laughs> Throw the Empire State Building at him. I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be like Batman versus Superman. It's It's not like they're going to... They're obviously going to team up with something. They'll have a bit of a tangle and then suddenly it'll be... Because there was one of the heads of King Ghidorah in the after credits thing was found by a fisherman and sold to some company... Yeah, no, I didn't. I send you that clip. Did you? Oh, oh I reckon I screenshot it and forgot. Oh. No, the the scene is uh, Charles Dance turns up again. Yeah, and uh, the head of King Ghidorah turns up and he oh. goes, "I'll take it." 
Yeah. And, and it'll just regenerate itself and there'll be a new one or something. Or they'll make Mecha Ghidorah. Oh, no, that's... Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla's going to come for a while away. <sighs> the Mothra was cute. Yeah. Spoilers died, right? That's insane. Yeah, but then there's one headlines there as well. They mentioned that there's a new cocoon or a thing found. So yeah, he always sacrifices himself. Though. It's constant. Oh, I mean, Godzilla's ill again. There you go. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, there's, there's, he's, who's it? Come out which one that is, but he's like floating on water and then he dissolves and shit. But at least this time, I've given them one thing about the design of Mothra as well. Cute. Yeah, but also, well, spiky feet and everything. Beforehand, they just used to fly around and just sprinkle dust I on people. it was a bee sting. No, it's, if you saw it, it's, it's legs. It's walky things. Well, his legs, um, had, they were kind of spiky as well. So it was still, it was still very cute and light and everything. But at least it could defend itself because it was its whole. Well, there was a beast thing which got there, yeah. But also, its legs were kind of jaggedy. Oh, who cares? It killed Rodan. It's yeah. all Did it kill Rodan? No, it just injured it because yeah. you saw at the end it was bowing down to call. Uh, yeah, no, King, I do uh, I did uh, vaguely recall that. Oh. Didn't really do much then, did it? There was a fucking thing. Yeah. There's a big mammoth thing that's showing up as well. Almost as uh, re- useless as Joe Morton. Joe Morton from Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot you. Yeah, because he turned up. I, I must admit, I recognised his mole first. <laughs> well, that's a very familiar looking mole. Why didn't he sacrifice himself and just sit there going... Why didn't he do a dance oh. number like he did in Blues Brothers 2000? Oh, I still never watched 2000. I avoided it like a plague. Oh... He's Cab Calloway's son, and he uh, like a sheriff. Of course he is. So he's the best of both worlds. He's trying mm. to catch the Blues Brothers, then he becomes the Blues Brothers. <sighs> Twist. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's not even undercover. His buckles like a belt. He should have had him recreate his scene from Terminator 2 with the whole bomb thing. <laughs> he should have been sacrificing himself. What, with a hat? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, we're not on Blues Brothers anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, give, give him a hat as well. <laughs> A radioactive hat. Yeah, no, he pulls a pin out of a hat and yeah. starts crying. Pulls the leg off some Ray-Bans. <laughs> Maybe it's a harmonica. Would that work? And he drops the harmonica and the builder blows up. There was a thing as well. It was <laughs> it was like, it happened so fast, but um, what's her face? She's one of the technician things um, who gets like eaten by Ghidorah. It's like they're all running. Oh, Sally Hawkins. Yeah, it was just like, I was like, what the fuck happened there? And then all of a sudden, it was like a couple of minutes later, they're kind of grieving her. And I just went, oh, yeah, fuck, she did. What the fuck? Yeah, Paddington's mum dies. Yeah. yeah, it was like. Or, you know, the the woman who loved the fish in yeah. Shape of Water. Yes. Yeah, she died. So it was just going to sort of so sudden. I was like, what the fuck happened there? And then they say, once it's all calmed down, they're going, oh, my God, she did. And I'm like, what the fuck she did? Here's the weird thing, right? She was <laughs> like, the connective tissue yeah. between this one and that one, along with Ken Watanabe, who then kills himself as well. Yeah. Ugh. There was a lot. I had to think. Wasn't it like you expect in these things? There's always one where can some human apparently sacrifices himself to help somebody mm. or whatever. And you knew at some point Martha was going to sacrifice herself to help Godzilla because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that she? He? I'm not sure. Godzilla non- could be non-binary. the she. Everyone's non-binary yeah. in Godzilla. There you go. Um, yeah, she knew that was going to happen. But then, I'll say, he then sacrificed himself with the whole nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. 
and then the mother sacrificed herself at the end. I was like, how many people have got to sacrifice? I mean, you expect it once. Mm-hmm. Twice, you're like, okay, three's pushing it, the whole sacrifice thing. And also, I think that's only because they could go, how do we get this woman to sort of be back on side? She has to give some sort of noble sacrifice because she's been a cunt the rest of the movie. I mean, they literally say she is the bad guy. You think it's Charles Dance, but it yeah. is her. Yeah. And she is insane. The the thing that got me most confused, right, is a twist. Yeah. Apparently it's a twist. But then, oh, I don't know her character name. MBB. Yeah. Right? Is like, you said you were doing this for the, for uh, my brother. Hold on, you know the whole plan. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going along with it till now. <sighs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I understand she's supposed to be... I have no idea how old she's supposed to be. No. Because you see those pictures. She looks like she's four years old five years ago. Yeah, no, that, is, that is puzzling. And in real life, obviously, she's 15. Yeah. And she might have filmed it two years ago, but still. Because <laughs> <sighs> I saw her doing an interview and I'm like, I know kids grow up, but when the fuck did you film this? <laughs> She could have hair extensions, but she's got hair down to like her butt in these interviews. And you're like, what the fuck? Why is Stranger Things weird bob thing? I'm still not watching Stranger Things. Keep forgetting about it. Well, you know, third series comes out next month. Yeah. That's why she's on the holiday. She'll watch that. No, I don't think so. I think you chose right. It's fine. It's not great. It's enjoyable. I know, but, uh, you know. It's not as great as everyone says it is. It's not as bad as everyone says it is. As a, the perfect. people who say it's rubbish are like too harsh, and the people who say it's great are, are being too kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, there you go. That's that's our roundup of stuff. Indeed. Sub note: Stranger Things is just like the Goonies, directed by John Carpenter. What yeah. if you know? What if the gangsters? had vagina mouths. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, have I been watching Goonies wrong all this year? So they didn't have vagina mouths in Goonies. Vagina denta. Premium blue juice. Oh. Blue juice. Blue juice. Blue juice. It's bubblegum flavoured and that's good. I like bubblegum flavoured stuff. And blue juice. I don't know. I've always had a thing for blue juice.